Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Wednesday, May 4th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. As an attorney, the most obvious thing for me to talk about during this podcast is the national furor over the leaked opinion by the Supreme Court of the United States in the Jackson women's health case out of Mississippi. That's the obvious thing for me to talk about because I'm an attorney and that's my wheelhouse. And I do want to talk about the case, but probably not the way most people are approaching it in terms of the the effect that it's had and the legal aspects of the potential ruling if in fact the leaked opinion turns out to be the actual and final opinion of the court, which it may or may not. I want to talk about fear. I want to talk about fear because on many of my podcasts, I reference the concept that there are only two emotions, love and fear, and that all positive emotions flow from love and all negative emotions flow from fear. And what I mean by that is fear has a spectrum of emotions, negative emotions, as does love. So let me take fear for an example. Perhaps at one end of the fear spectrum, if I can call it that, is let's say annoyance, mild annoyance. And at the opposite end of that spectrum is blind rage. And that in between those holes, if you would, there are all the other negative emotions. There's anxiety and there's depression and there's anger and there's discontent and it's a gradation. It goes from mild to extreme from one end to the other. But every one of those emotions, if you delve into them, are fear-based because people behave the worst when they're frightened. And the reason is when you're frightened, you can't think or act rationally. Not the kind of fear that is built in and appropriate that releases all of the hormones like cortisol that make you smarter, faster in an emergent situation where your life is threatened. I'm not talking about that fear. I'm not talking about pure survival fear. I'm talking more about a psychological fear that isn't grounded in fact, it isn't grounded in reality. All negative emotion flows from that. The reaction to the leaked opinion is one of a fearful, I want to say national psychosis, or it's a national psychotic fear. Because if people were thinking rationally, if they were thinking logically, if they were able to discern, if they were even thinking for themselves, it doesn't take a lawyer to even scan that leaked opinion to realize that the court has made it really clear repetitively in that opinion that that opinion is very narrow and only applies to abortion. And the reason it applies to abortion is because a life, the life of that unborn child, 
is what gets taken in abortion. And so it is a unique situation, not like the other privacy rights, privacy of things that happen in your home, not like uh, interracial marriages, not like things having to do with gender identity, none of that. No privacy right is affected by this opinion because the court is very careful to make that clear. Now, I can tell you as an attorney that there are opinions that are narrow and there are opinions that are broad and open the door to much more shall we say, expansion of related issues in future cases that might come before the court. But there are opinions that are very narrow, and those opinions that are so narrow do very little for future cases that are outside the parameters of that opinion. Yes, it becomes precedent, but it's only a precedent about abortion because the court, again, goes a long way to saying that's all it applies to. So what is the reaction? Well, people are freaking out, right? People on the political left and many women are freaking out over it's going to end abortion. Well, number one, it does no such thing. And this is why the fear is not rational. And this is why when you're fearful, you can't think rationally. Because all the opinion does is say that abortion isn't constitutional right and therefore the United States Supreme Court shouldn't be ruling or should not have basically created a law that allowed abortion or mandated it from a federal level. It's simply not in the Constitution and it's outside the parameters of what in fact are rights that fall under the category of privacy rights. Which, by the way, in the Constitution itself, there is no actual right of privacy. It was created as what's called a penumbral right, which is sort of a right on the peripheral of other rights. But I don't want to go down that road. I want to go back to what I'm saying about fear. You know, during COVID, the same thing happened. And during the week, two weeks ago, a week ago, when Elon Musk was buying Twitter, the same thing happened. And when Homeland Security talks about being focused on domestic terrorism, it happened there too. Fear has become a political weapon. It's been politicized and it's deadly in and of itself without being politicized. But the extreme left and the current administration has figured out And they're not the first to do it. I mean, I'm sure it's happened in many other countries where dictatorial principles and authoritarian rule occurred historically. But it's happening here now. And this is the one we have to care about. They have figured out that frightened people are easily led. They're easily shepherded. They're easily corralled. They're easily manipulated. All of the things that you talk about in terms of people who aren't autonomous, who aren't individuals, who aren't being respected in their individual rights, those are all things that happen when people are demeaned of their humanity. And that's what's happening. People are being made to respond like animals. They're being made to respond without thought. And of course, I'm all in on thinking for yourself, right? But this is beyond thinking for yourself. This is just thinking. (laughs) This is just thinking in the most basic terms. 
it isn't even a matter of, you know, I say I think for myself because I investigate things myself and I form my own opinions from looking at things from a variety of perspectives, but that's thinking for yourself, right? That's when I'm making decisions about what's important to me. Here, I'm talking about just thinking. I'm talking about reading or learning or hearing a full perspective on a particular topic and just taking the facts at face value. There's not even an interpretation that's needed, but people aren't thinking at all. And they're not taking in the full picture of information. They're allowing themselves to be hijacked by a few sentences that are completely unrelated to truth. So with COVID, we had it with therapeutics, right? It was crazy. It was all the way out there. They were not, they were harmful. It was, it was bleach. It was horse medication. It was, you name it. It was crazy if it wasn't the jab because the jab was in essence, the medical savior. The jab was going to be the vaccine that stopped you from getting COVID. So there was all this misinformation there that created great panic and fear. And the fear was around doing anything other than getting the jab, which came with its own problems, which weren't properly put before people to make intelligent decisions for themselves because those facts were hidden by the pharmaceutical company and by the government and by the press. And what was available as an alternative and an effective alternative like ivermectin, like hydroxychloroquine, like zinc, like vitamin C, those alternative protocols were completely silenced. And in fact, they were punished for daring to speak up. People were deplatformed, people were canceled, were ostracized. And now in hindsight, perhaps more of us can see the fear that was used to shepherd, to force, to move, to manipulate people in a specific direction. The same is true of domestic terrorism. There's no evidence that there's this diabolical large swath of domestic terrorists. If anything, there are terrorists coming across the completely open, unprotected, and non-immigration enforced southern border. That's where terrorists are coming in from, indisputably, because they've nabbed 42 of them, and a huge percentage gets away, as opposed to who we catch. And perhaps I think statistically, numerically, more are getting away than we catch. So we've got probably more than 42 terrorists who got in and are here. The extreme right, if you will, is a very small percentage of the population. The true extreme right, the crazies who may be holed up somewhere, you know, thinking about what they could do if they were smart enough and organized enough to do something. We have some domestic terrorism on the left. It's what happened in Portland. It's what happened in Seattle. Multiple million dollars of damage. 20, 30, I think, or more people and police officers killed. It might even have been over 100. I've lost that statistic at the moment. But there is domestic terrorism, but not what our Homeland Security Office is going after. They want you to believe, and they are pursuing anyone who has a politically right agenda, because it is, again, a political issue. 
It's really not about domestic terrorism. It's about silencing a certain portion of the population. And you can see that by what's happening to the January 6th defendants and the violation of all of their constitutional rights as they're being held in violation of due process and their trial dates continuously move more and more and more outward. So they remain rotting in jail for, in many cases, what are fundamentally misdemeanors. Certainly are not the kinds of acts that they claim happened on January 6th, which is insurrection because none of them have been charged with insurrection. Again, fear used around January 6th, huge fear, right? We continue to keep fences up around the White House. You're led to believe that our government is in danger from crazy right-wing extremists. Nobody was arrested with a weapon on January 6th. The only people who had weapons were the people who shot innocent people who got killed. And when I say innocent, yes, they were on government property, but not all of them were there in violation. Some of those people were legally on government property. That's a whole other side story, but I want to get back to the fear issue. When Elon Musk wanted to buy Twitter and did, now the fear is what will he do to Twitter? Oh my gosh, people have gone crazy. Twitter employees want to quit. He's going to do this horrible thing. What's the horrible thing he's going to do? He wants to open it up to public dialogue. He wants to open it up so all opinions can be heard. He doesn't want to censor it. He doesn't want to deplatform. But you're made to believe that that's something you should fear. What you're told you shouldn't fear is censorship, is deplatforming, is canceling people. Our social media companies that are selectively bringing you information that, again, supports a particular political agenda. And now, of course, we have this decision. And the things that even the president has said in the last 24 hours, that this will eventually impact not only mixed marriages, but issues around gender in public schools, he has to be either completely ignorant, and I mean this in the literal sense, ignorant of the opinion. He either hasn't read the opinion, and it's almost laughable when I say that, because I don't think he can read anything of depth at this point. And some very intelligent people who have all their faculties haven't read the 63-page leaked opinion either. But either he is ignorant of the facts of that opinion, or he is knowingly and willingly and willfully creating fear in the American public in order to rally up a certain percentage of the population to a point where violence is on the table over the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Now, here's the irony. The overturning of Roe stops nothing in the way of abortion unless you're in a state that wants abortion to not occur in its state. Now, before Roe was law of the land, 30 states had abortion laws. There were 30 states that weren't keen on abortion when Roe reversed what was basically the majority of the country wanted. But this opinion, as written, doesn't stop abortion. Any state that still wants to have abortion can Anyone who wants to go to one of those states to get an an abortion will be able to. It is unquestionable that there are NGOs and advocacy groups that will 
help you cross state lines, pay your expenses, put you up in a hotel, pay for the abortion. There's no question that that will occur. People are already making those offers. There are groups that have already gone public. I believe Amazon said it will pay for transportation for people. So abortion isn't being outlawed. All that's happening is the court is rightfully saying that Roe was a bad decision because the Supreme Court under the Constitution doesn't have the authority to mandate abortion as a law. That is a state issue, and each and every state can do what it wants. That's why the United States was created the way it was. You know, if you were a Quaker and you wanted to live like a Quaker and you wanted that strict kind of secular slash religious life, you lived in Pennsylvania. That's where the Quakers founded their community. If you didn't want to live that way, maybe if you had a more adventurous spirit and you wanted to live in a more broad fashion, maybe you went west and founded another state with other people who thought similarly as you do. That is the system that was created here. Anyone can live wherever they want to live. And you will still be able to get an abortion even if you live in a state that doesn't allow abortion. You'll simply go to another state and have it all financed, I am certain. This is all about fear. COVID, Elon Musk, domestic terrorism, potential Jackson decision that will come down if it does, consistent with the leaked opinion. This is all about fear. And this is why nationally we are so fragmented and quite honestly so lost It's because people with power, be it tech power or media power or governmental power, who have fully internalized the importance and the value of fear in manipulating and moving people in a specific direction, have turned this into an art form and in the process have turned a significant portion of the population into sheep, into slaves. Because when you don't think, and when you don't think for yourself, you in fact are enslaved. You're enslaved to whatever it is that moves you. And what moves you better than anything else is fear. Free speech is a right. Freedom to not have a jab put in your body is a right. Freedom to hold extreme opinions that are different than the government, as long as you aren't violent in those opinions, is a right. You know, I failed to say earlier that 26 NGOs and advocacy groups have signed on and are asking advertisers to boycott Twitter if Elon Musk dares to do what he said he's going to do, which is change the rules and the standards to make it more free, more fair, more available. You don't have to be educated beyond grammar school to know that When people are organizing against more freedom, they've got a different agenda. It isn't about what it appears to be about. It's basically about control. If I don't get my way, I will break you. That's what's happening. It's what happened in COVID. It's what happened with Twitter. It's what's happening through Homeland Security and our Department of Justice with domestic terrorism and the January 6th defendants. 
and it's what's happening as I speak in this reaction to the reversal of Roe. You know the expression, there's nothing to fear but fear itself? It's literally true. Literally. It's not a cute saying for no reason. If you do not allow fear to invade your thinking, or if it does, if you send it away as fast as it arrived, you'll find yourself automatically thinking for yourself. And you won't be one of the herd, or the flock, or the enslaved. You will be, as God created you, an autonomous, divinely created being who was given free will to make their own decisions. And the most important one you can ever make is to choose love over fear. That's the only real choice. Everything else in your life will flow from how you make that choice. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again on Friday. And until then, by all means, please think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.